Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans with host David Sharman and Chris. Please make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. Super Bowl week, it's the last game of the season. We're very sad, but this is going to be a very exciting game. So before we preview and make our predictions for the Super Bowl, let's talk about uh, the trade, the big trade. Um, to Jerry Goff and Stafford trade. Uh Charmin, let let because you because I know you was the last person that know known it out of you know us three. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll let it start off with you with it. So how how you feel about the trade and who you think won the trade? I think I think like most things, um, most uh NFL like, transactions like that, I think it's gonna take a little while before we know exactly who won it. But on the face of it. The Rams definitely won the trade, in my opinion, um, because I think I think Chris and I we were having this conversation about uh, the massive contract um, that Jared Goff had, and it and it literally kind of we we before it even happened, we were talking about it. We were like, who's gonna take this? Like, who's gonna have the audacity to even try to mess with this massive amount of money in the first place? Or, or, you know, and, and, uh, or the, you know, how inflexible it makes the whole thing. And um, apparently the, the Rams didn't care and they really wanted <laughs> Matthew Stafford so badly that they were willing to, uh, you know, part ways and mess with this money. And I mean, I, I, I still can't, can't fathom that it got done the way it got done. So, um, but on, on with on face value, uh, what it gets the Rams is a quarterback upgrade, which it seems like some during the season that the coaching staff literally got to a place where they were like, man, listen, this dude is not gonna give us what we want in this offense. And this is it, it's kind of crazy when you know how long it's been <laughs> that they just paid Garrett Goff all this money. You mean to tell me you're arriving at this now after I just paid this dude a couple of hundred grand, a hundred grand and change? You know, I mean, it's kind of crazy, but I've always been, you know, I've always been taught that uh, it's easy, it's hard, it's best to admit your mistake now and learn from it than let it fester and eat you up. You know, so the fact that they arrived at it, I think that's a good thing. Um, what the Lions get um, in return and is first round picks, which I don't know if that matters because Detroit never does anything with anything. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where they're going. And uh, and an average to slightly above average quarterback in Jared Goff. That's uh, like I, like we just said, he's just good enough. That's it. He's not. He's not. Uh, He's not uh, changing anything. He's not a, f- uh, a force multiplier in any in any way, shape, or form. So I, I think a lot of people would agree that uh, McVeigh's system literally kind of accentuated what he does more than he brought anything to the table to do anything more or make the make the scheme a little better or make the team a little better. Now, um, I don't think I'll go. Uh, I don't want to go too far off the rails in in, in killing Jared Goff. I think he's fine. You know, I, I hate when people try to kill quarter, um, NFL players and say how they're dead and this and that and the other. Um, I don't think he's that bad. I think I think he's just what he is. You know, um, but um, but yeah, on the on 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 the whole, this is, in my opinion, is what the Rams make it make it because if if they do accurately predict, because apparently that's what they're saying, right? that if they get the amount of quarterback performance that they could get just slightly better than golf, that, that they would be able to go to the Super Bowl and win one. Right. If I they're, guess. if you, right. If they, if that's what they wanted and that's yeah. what they're getting, <laughs> uh, anything less than the Super, Super Bowl run in the next, at least two years, in my opinion is uh, egg on their faces. So we'll see. Yeah, that's why I think, you know what, um, initially when you look at it and I think for the first year or so, yeah, the Rams, I would say won the, 
won the trade if you want to say who won or who lost. But like you said, if they don't win the Super Bowl, this trade was for nothing because with Goff, they went to a Super Bowl. They've been to the playoffs. Uh, I think it's three out of the last four years. So it's not like, you know, it's not like you're trading away garbage and you're getting, you know, this great quarterback. Yeah, you're getting, it's it should be an upgrade. I'm not saying it definitely is, but it should be a big upgrade at quarterback. But still, Goff did get them to a Super Bowl and he did, you know, get the playoffs three out of the last four years. So, you know, so to me, if they don't win the Super Bowl, like you said, they lost this trade. I don't care what the Lions do with those picks. They've lost <laughs> the trade. So, but here's the thing I, I thought with the Lions on the, from the Lions side, yes, they got the two first rounders and a third rounder. Now it's supposedly, I think the Panthers offered them their number one from this year, which is I think 10th. So basically they took quantity over quality in this trade because they could have went to Carolina, you know, and took that one, the one, and I think they offered a third also. So, um, so you could weigh that out if you want, you know, yeah, getting that, that number 10 pick wouldn't be bad. I mean, they already got a a top 10 pick anyway, Detroit. So imagine having two in the top 10, that would have really made them players in, in the draft. So, but, um, yeah, I think, but this is one of those deals that I think it kind of helped both sides. The Rams got their upgrade at quarterback that they wanted to, and they got rid of Goff, who they were not happy with. And the Lions moved Stafford. And I think part of moving Stafford to L.A. was he wanted to go to L.A. Yes. So maybe they took a little less, not less, but maybe they took that deal to, you know, to make Stafford as, as happy as possible because – you know, he's been there for what, 12 years. So, you know what, they, they figured, you know what, this guy's been suffering for 12 years being here. So let's try to do the right thing and find him the place that he wants to go to at least. So, so I think both sides won, but we'll really know who won in a couple of years, especially if the Rams don't win a Super Bowl. you know, like if the lions, they could draft a couple of, you know, impact players with those picks or turn them into someone else or whatever. And that's great. But if the Rams win the Super Bowl. I would say they won. So I think that's what we got to look for in the next couple of years. And you know what? Probably Stafford's going to look for an extension, you know, and it, maybe not this offseason, but maybe, maybe next offseason with the Rams. So that's another thing too. But I think, you know, I think you, you said it perfectly. You know, the Rams won it. I think it, immediately they won the, won the, you know, this trade. But in the long run, we'll see who really won because – you know, we won't know if the Rams win a Super Bowl or not down the stretch. You know, you know the the um, of course, you know, uh, people people start talking about Matthew Stafford uh, as, uh, like I said before, you know, what what is Matthew Stafford? Um, you know, he hasn't won against great teams. He hasn't beaten great teams. We're gonna he, find out. He, he's put a. <laughs> Exactly. And this is this is the thing. I think judging Matthew Stafford through the lens of Detroit Lions is unfair to Matthew Stafford, in my opinion, because because this is this is this is what it is at the end of the day, as great as he has been. Right. And he's had some great um, team teammates over the years. um, Football is still a team sport. And. And I don't care what you say, again, keep, I don't know how many times we have to watch football to understand. Every Super Bowl winner every year tells the same story from Mr. Most Relevant, who is probably the one of the better quarterbacks in the league or whatever, to probably the safety, the backup safety sitting on the bench. If there is not a line coming from that guy up to that to, to the quarterback or the star player on that team, that's straight. They're all, all in. Everybody is all in. The coaching staff is all in. Every, um, um, they're willing to sacrifice. They're willing to take chances. There's so many things that go into winning in, this, in the NFL that I hate when it is reduced to one guy and Oh, if he had won against this guy, or if he had won. No, 
I know it's a great talking point, but it, it makes absolutely no sense because we've been told over and over again through history that you have to have a great team. Scheme is part of it. Opportunity is part of it. Talent is part of it. Speed is part of it. All that stuff is part of it, but it's a unique combination of everything that wins a Super Bowl every year. And until you could get that combination together right, I don't care who you're playing with. You ain't winning nothing, you know? So that goes for everybody that says Matthew Sabbath is crap. And that also goes for McVeigh and the Rams front office. Because if you think all you need is inject some new quarterback to the life of, to your team to win a Super Bowl, that almost never happens, Chris. You, 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 the more the better football historian. When was the last time a team needed one more piece and they won a Super Bowl? When was the last time that happened? Um, say that again. I'm sorry. Like, if you have a like, which was the best team that you could remember that just needed one player? They went out to get that one player. And all of a sudden, they started winning and they won a Super Bowl or something. I don't think because that's I don't <laughs> exactly because I don't remember that ever happening. And this is what this is why I I I I don't want to kill the Rams because I know what they're trying to do. It makes sense. But this is there's no magic pill in football. So I don't care how great your defense is right now and everything like that. But there's so much more that goes into it. So. So Matthew Stafford is not going to be the be-all, end-all reason why you're going to make a Super Bowl run. you got to make all the other moves you need to make perfectly to get to that spot. So let's see. And you know what? I, I looked at – someone posted uh, stats up the other day. He's only had – in the years he's been with Detroit, they've only had one time where they've had a top-10 defense. This goes to what you're talking about. So from the defensive side, he's only had one time that he's had a top 10 defense. Um, to be exact, I'm going to say, I'm looking at it now. I can't really see, but one time in his 12 years, they had a top 10 defense. And all the other times, I believe they were 13th or lower. And most of the oh, time, much lower. That's so that's good, one side. And then the other side we always talk about is they've never had a running game while he's there. And I think not- I think they had... I think they had two rushes that went over a thousand yards. I think it was Bell and uh, and um, was a kid that came from New Orleans that went over there. Um, what's his name? That from USC. Um, uh, Reggie Bush. Bush. Yeah. Oh, Bush had it that. Okay. And and Bush had a thousand yards, but it was it was like it was like a like a like one like a thousand and two yards or something. Like yeah, yeah, just barely. Like, yeah, like like in my opinion, when you get a thousand and two yards, you should that shouldn't even count as a thousand yards. <laughs> yeah, like... no, but again, they didn't. They <laughs> never have a strong running game, and no, we could see how many times we talk about it. You need a running game, and it, you know you don't have to have you know Derrick Henry back there, but you do have to have some semblance of a running game, and they never had really a running game. Number one, and like you said, they just barely went over a thousand. So that's really not a that strong of a running game, and they've only had one time where they had a top ten defense hmm. in the last twelve years. And then I was thinking today, when you look back, you could go for years. When have they had a great head coach? Yep. <laughs> well, well, I would say, I would say, and 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 people might kill me for this. But I think I think uh, uh, what's his name uh, the the guy they fired uh, was his name Caldwell. Jim Caldwell, yeah, he's okay. But but listen, listen, I, I'm not I'm not gonna all of a sudden come out and say he had, that he I had think he was gonna there. be some kind of massive, massively underrated coach or anything like that. I think he's underrated. But the reason be the again that this goes. This goes to the same thing I was talking about before, because front offices and owners seem to think, again, there's some kind of magic pill. There is, even if you did not really agree with the way he went about it, wasn't the Lions like nine and seven under him? Yeah, no, they had, I think they went to the playoffs twice with him. 
So they I, had good seasons and they fired but, him after they, they were nine and seven. <laughs> <laughs> but so, this is the thing. And, <laughs> and the thing about coaching staffs, it, it takes time to grow. A lot of coaching coaches, like not only just the coach himself, the, the head coach himself, but his team around him. It takes time. You have to allow them time. And 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 I and and, every, and I know everybody will say, oh, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a produce. It's literally a, a business where the only way they they give you anything is if you win. Uh, mm-hmm. The last time I checked, the guy won two years in a row. Yes, it wasn't he wasn't eleven and five, but he was doing something in 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 Detroit that hadn't been done in a while. Yeah, and you fired him. I don't know why they fired him. He was eleven you and know. five, seven and nine, nine and seven, and nine and seven. You're right? Why? Yeah. Why fire? Him? How you? Why fire that? Yeah. <laughs> that so, I don't that's, know. Like you said, this in the world of De- yeah. in the world of Detroit, that's more consistency. That's be, be, most consistent you could ever be, man. In my right. opinion, two, you should be throwing that off? guy a freaking. You should be throwing that guy a freaking right. Two parade. playoff appearances in four years. <laughs> I mean, that's great for them. And I, I don't know why they did get rid of him, to be honest, but it makes no sense. But just, I mean, you look back at some of their coaches and you're like, who are these people? Not who are they, but what, you know, like there's just no yeah. big names. And, but again, like you said, it's got to be the, the complete package, you know, the, and they don't have it. They never have. And yeah. now they're going to start all over. Obviously new head coach, new quarterback now. So it's going to be a total rebuild and, you know, let's see where they go with this. I mean, and now we got that guy Campbell as their head coach and we've seen how that press conference went when, Oh you know, boy. Used him. So it's going to be interesting <laughs> with Detroit. We'll see. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I would like to say before I say, say what I say, um, the, the rumors was before Stafford, it was Aaron Rodgers and they was coming very aggressively uh, and the Packers declined. I couldn't imagine Aaron Rodgers going to the Rams, Lord Jesus. Um, I think I would definitely chose them as a Super Bowl favorite for next season. But now, now on to Stafford. Um, I think Stafford won the trade in all honesty because he got what he wanted. Nice, definitely. <laughs> I see where Stafford you, yeah, that's a wanted. that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, he got what he wanted. Um, we don't know, we don't know the real details of golf and, um, McVeigh situation, you know, it seems like they both chemistry fell off, so forth and so forth. But I think I think Stafford won. He got what he wanted. He didn't get to go to the Patriots, which one of the teams that was that was offered. And I think I think Stafford deserved it. So now let's see what he can do with with the actual defense top, maybe top three right now. Um, and you know, maybe they'll find some way to, to get some cap space and maybe sign the player or two. But other than that, the Rams is, are in good position right now to be a playoff more than a playoff team per se. Uh, I'll put the them Carolina as the Super Bowl favorite. <laughs> yeah. But, and also Carolina, they have the number eight pick coming very aggressively to get Stafford with that pick. That means they unconfident in Teddy Bridgewater. And not just that, we got to, when it comes to the Sean Watson, what trade is they going to do? Is they going to give up all seven round picks? <laughs> we saw, we saw it happen. It almost happened with Diggs. And you saw what happened with the Bills um, results, with the results with the Bills, AFC championship, so forth and so forth. So I, I don't, I just, that is just crazy, you know, that, that we hear the rumors about Carolina, Matt Rules, like, well, I need a quarterback and just don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater. Now, now you got to get rid of Bridgewater because I know Bridgewater feeling unconfident. And then, and then you're willing to trade your number eight pick, which could basically give you one of the star, one of the good players, you know, coming out of the draft. And then also on top of it, what, what are you willing to give to give to try to get Watson? Because every, because it seems like it's, some teams in, but it's not many teams, you know, in to get Watson. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and one of the reporters, the Houston Texans reporters, uh, came out with a report that the Texans were, this is what they're looking for in a trade, but it kind of went against because of what we heard today, uh, that the Texans were telling teams, calling them 
about Watson that they're not interested in, in trading him. But a few days ago, the report came out that they were looking for two firsts, two seconds, and also two young defensive starters. So it's not happening. Yeah. I, so I, I don't know, you know, so right now I, I think, I think the Texans, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for their sake that they're having a conference with, you know, upper management, you know, GM coach, whoever, and saying, okay, this guy, he doesn't want to be here. So we got to move on from him. Let's figure out, let's go to our computers and our analytics and all that crap and figure out what is the right, uh, the right package of picks that are going to come back to us. What do we need? Do we need three first rounds, four first rounds, uh, two and two, like the other guy said, uh, three and a a star player, whatever it is, but they got to figure it out because they can't let this guy sit out for the year. That to me is a waste, not just for the player, but for the team too. trade him. You know what? The guy signed for what? Four more years uh, at a decent rate for a quarterback. He's 25. He's in his prime. We're not even at his prime yet. He could be even getting better at his age. He's already an elite quarterback, top three quarterback in the league, top five, whatever way you want to look at it. So they're going to get a lot of, they're going to get a a great amount of um, draft picks back. And there's going to be a number of teams looking out. And, and just by this past trade that we were just talking about, it just shows you teams are like, they don't care if they're 20 million below the, above the, the salary cap line, or we don't have this, we don't have that. They'll make the trade and then trade off other guys to fit him in. So, I, you know, for those people that think, oh, well, that team can't do it because they don't have that. You know what? Cap space could be maneuvered in so many ways with with the um, – with um, signings and, uh, and guarantees and bonuses. So they could always maneuver some kind of amount of money around. So I think a lot of teams yep. are going to be in on, on Watson when, when they finally put it out there that he's up for grabs, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, and it will be up to Watson. Like right. I was just saying about, about the right, the right combination of things you need to win, you know, um, it's going to be up to Watson to pick because he's going to have a pick if, if the trade is actually going to go through or cons, uh, or is uh, the Texans going to actually consider, consider moving him. Um, they're going to have, he's going to pick where he's going and he, he has to pick the one, the team he feels like has the right combination of things for success. And at, at the end of the day, that's what matters. You know, getting the one player does not really matter. You know, and, right. you know, unless, uh, unless, unless you have everything to win with. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And now, and now uh, the latest rumors for Watson was uh, that he's going to, that he's going to sit out this year if they don't figure out, figure out a trade scenario. So I, yeah. I, I highly doubt that. I highly doubt, but I, yeah. it, it gets it, it, it could be true, you know. It's a 50 50 chance, man. And do you, you know, really, do you really know, Devin? Seriously, that, no, that nobody doesn't know. Is, That's why I said it's a I, I know, chance. <laughs> but for me, I, and the reason why I'm saying that is because I don't see him as the, that kind of person. Now, I could be totally wrong, but I really just don't see him get for being so forceful. You know, I really don't. I, I, I again, I don't, I, I, I don't think it's forceful at all. I just think it's more as, and um, like, like look, like look, look at the past few years. Like this, what the organization has been a joke overall. True. You know, Bill O'Brien situation. <clears throat> trade, trade is his best receiver, Hopkins, one of the top three, if not top receiver. Um. <laughs> And then JJ Watt's situation. It's it's just been a whole bunch of can of worms and just oh well, it's and and then not catching no fish. You know, you get a can <laughs> yeah. of, you get you get some worms and you put it on the bait and you're not catching no fish. Hey, remember so you're not uh, hoping, you're not hoping dav- to catch the leak, you know, to keep your big fish. First Davinism of the of the episode. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, guys. Remember, le- uh, not last year, the year before, when the whole kneeling thing was in was coming through and all that. Wasn't the mm-hmm. Texans owner? Wasn't it him, the guy that said something about 
um, letting the inmates run the asylum or something like that. Yes, yes. So this thing is a little bit on that end, like that, and that guy Eastaway or East, whatever that the executive is. Is to be. Is to be right. You know, there's something going on there that he's not happy with, and I get it. You know, but I, I, I could see him, when you're saying I can't see him sitting out. I, he seems like a good dude, and he'd be like, "All right, fine, I'll play." But I don't know. But you know what? Also, too, it, it, it would make so much, yeah. No. To me, it would make so much sense though to get this trade done by the yes. time uh, free agency starts because. You do it now before it starts. At least teams are open to making moves. Once free agency starts, they, their mindset is like, all right, he's not available. We can't think about him. We got to start signing guys, trading, whatever we got to do and set up our draft. So, and once that draft hits, you know, we were texting back and forth the other day. Once that draft hits, our number two pick is, it go, once, once that number two pick is used, then we're basically all on even. We're all on an even playing field. Even t- yeah, exactly. You know, with our draft picks, so because yep, yeah, that so, that number two pick is the is is the thing. You right. know, um, I think I saw a couple of people put up what teams have have paid for a number two pick in the past, and and I mean some of the some of the substantial amount of of uh, capital people have paid just to get a number two pick. In a in a in a certain draft is ridiculous, the amount of stuff they've yes. given up players wise and picks wise. So so that's why a lot of people think off the top that the Jets have such a great inside move on a trade that like this because they could give something like a number two pick, which is something that is you know that teams really look forward to. And and not only that, uh, you know you normally when you're coming up to get a number two pick, you're coming up because there's a player that you want. And we've been talking about uh, Justin Fields and and, uh, and uh, what's the other kid's name uh, from BYU, the, Q- the QB. Um, Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson and and all, all the other talented players like Devontae Smith and Penny Sewell and all these other guys that there's a possibility beating all these other teams to some of these talented players. That's the point of picking number two, not only the talent that you, not only the talent that you get, but also stepping in front of all these other teams that have an eye on some of those talented players. So this is, this is why it makes too, like Chris says, too much sense to pick, to trade with the Jets because they have something that not everybody else has. I don't care how many picks that somebody, another team could give you. Nobody has a number two pick. None of them. And, and mm. you know you're getting any play you want other than Trevor Lawrence, basically. Yep. You know, so if you yeah. like a couple of players, you know you're going to get one of them for sure. So, right. I, I, and it makes so much sense for everybody, for the Texans, for the team that's going to trade for Watson, for Watson himself, so he could move on to wherever he's going to move to, to his new team and get settled and all that stuff, you know, so... I personally think it's going to get done before that's before the the new league start the new league year starts. So definitely by whatever it is the first week of March or second week of March. So definitely it's got to get done. I'm sorry. The, the, I know the Texans they don't want to trade him, and I I wouldn't want to trade him either. And I think, you know, a month ago I thought it was nuts to trade the guy, but obviously he doesn't want to be there. He's that unhappy. So and if he's willing to sit out and lose out over ten million dollars plus fines. You know what? He obviously doesn't care about the money. He just wants the hell out of there. So the Texans should be smart right now. Get together, figure out whatever price you want to name, figure it out and just open it up to the highest bidder and say, okay, and then go back to, you know, Watson or go to Watson first and say, give me a list of teams you want to go to, or give me a list of teams you don't want to go to. And we'll work off of that, you know, and and just get this going because otherwise it's going to go on forever and it's not good, man. You don't want this guy sitting out and you're just wasting it. You know, the Texans, they want to rebuild. So, you know what, this is a a great way to rebuild. And I said it, I think the last podcast, I said, this might be the best thing for them. You know, they're getting a new head coach, new coaching staff. They got a new GM. You know what? Maybe it's time trade him away. Unfortunately, it's, it's not working. He doesn't want to be there. Trade him away, get, 
three, four first round picks, whatever it is, and start your rebuilds and start fresh, you know? Mm-hmm. I hear you. And last but not least, I just think, you know, you know, Watson is a good guy, but you know, to not how would you think it, it'll it'll make you feel when when you when you feel like you have to to play, <laughs> you know, play for an organization you really don't want to play for. It's just it just sucks for it just sucks for Watson overall, you know, and I feel bad for him because you know he signed the big contract, but it just wasn't with the team that he really wanted to be with. And you know, just like we said before, I know the Texans been a laughing stock, but they've been a joke all, all along. So I, I I wish nothing best for Watson, and hopefully a trade comes soon. If not, then we'll we'll be here, you know, with some with some more news. So then, yeah. So so there it goes. Um. So so before we get into our next topic, um, real quick. Which which player could you consider being the next one to get traded? Hmm. I you know what I thought for a while Wentz was going to be it, but I don't I don't know because to me it looks like it's it's a golf or it's like a golf situation where if you're going to take Wentz's contract, which is kind of comparable to Goff's, the Eagles are going to have to give let's say the Colts. I, th- I always thought the Colts and Wentz match up perfectly, but. If the Colts are going to take on that contract, that means they're going to want a high pick as well. And the Eagles are like, they're rebuilding right now and they need all the picks they could get. So I don't know if he's going to be the guy, you know, today we heard a little bit of uh, Kirk Cousins for Jimmy G. So that might be something that's going to happen. Um, I I tell you one thing, the Colts got to make a move somewhere because they have no quarterback right now. They have zero quarterback on their roster. So they got to make a move. So I, I don't know if, I don't know if any of the big guys are going to get traded. I don't see Matt Ryan getting traded this year and I don't get, I don't see Aaron Rodgers getting traded this year. I think next year you might see those guys, especially uh, uh, Donald, uh, um, Aaron Rodgers, excuse me. I, th- I see Aaron Rodgers getting traded next off season, not this off season, but I would predict next off season contracts a little easier to move. Um, this year it's like a lot of dead cap and it gets a little too complicated. So, but, um, maybe even like you mentioned Bridgewater earlier, we could see him being moved too, but who else is out there that they're going to get, you know, here's it. All right. Here's a question. I'll ask you guys, what, what, what pick does, uh, Carolina have? You said eighth. Yeah. Eighth. Okay. Eighth. Would you take, um, a package for that? for them to switch up to us at the two and we go down to eight. <clears throat> it, depends, it depends on what the package is. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So let's say we lose out on Watson. Let's say Miami gets him just using our team. So we don't, we don't have Watson. So now we're stuck with Sam, <laughs> poor old Sam. So now we got Sam. So would you take a trade from them to move up to two and they give us what, what would be enough? Like two first round picks? plus for the for the first for, round, for for the for the two pick I'm for the, oh, for oh, the oh, number for two, two pick. pick yeah like if they um, went for- I saw some crazy trades uh like Mitch Trubisky uh <laughs> for example uh just to move up one spot you know just to move up one spot with the yeah. 49ers and that was really terrible one of the worst trades ever so right. um I feel like you can get you can get a if you're not a two first rounders you can you might be able to get a first and a and a second, maybe a third as well. Like I like I said, I saw crazy trades happen with yeah. that number two pick. So you could actually maybe get three picks out of it. it. It depends on if the team really likes the player. Yeah, exactly, and and that's that's the thing. And like I was saying before, um, picking picking number two, especially in a draft like this, is to me it's such a loaded talent pool right there. From like in like, there is a a, a loaded, there is a just some <laughs> just a, a the the cream of the crop right there, from number two to in my opinion to about number fifteen, like just about right yep. in the <laughs> middle of that draft right there where there's just so much talent and and so much on so many different positions that if you're picking anywhere there. Um, it's just crazy, but it's even better 
and even more uh, uh, compact and 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 you know there, there's so much good players right what, where we're talking about we're talking about like in the top five there and from number two to number five so um quarterbacks wise i think i think um from my opinion um the number two pick quarterbacks wise is just is 100 percent more important than anything else if you're looking for a quarterback this is where you need to go you need to find yourself to number two because just because lawrence is gone in my opinion um he's gonna be the pick at number one so Definitely. If you're gonna if you're gonna pick whoever you're gonna pick, it should be p- picked at number two because I don't think as much as I like Wilson, I don't I still I think he has a little edge on fields, but I don't think it depend on it's only gonna depend on scheme because I don't think there's like a massive gap between the two players. And when you're talking about the other guys that are in the running, again. It depends on where you're gonna put them. If there is certain teams that have certain schemes and certain coaches, and feel like some of those guys could fit perfectly in the into the into their scheme, some of those guys, um, they they're a little bit boom or bust, but they're not like they're not dumb. They're not uh, they're not uh, horrible players. Um, I think if you put them in the right position, some of these guys will thrive. You know, I don't think Kyle Trask is a tra- is, is trash. I think he's a. I think if you put him in the right positions, I think he, you could get a really good football player out of him. I think the kid from Alabama is a kid that I think again, there is things about him that worries me as a quarterback. Um, he's not. He 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 he's, he doesn't present as an elite of anything. Not even close. But he's just okay, and you we've seen teams do good with guys that are just okay. We 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 could mention a few names of guys that we know that uh, you know people tout as elite quarterbacks in this league, and we know he's they're okay. That's you know so so um so I think that's what we're we're standing here with as 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 a, as the Jets organization is standing here with in their hand. It's massive and. And somebody is going to be willing to pay a lot for that pick if if the Jets don't want want to move down. And you said two first, two first. Mm-hmm. I say more than that. I say more yeah, than that. Two plus, yeah, like at the second yeah. thrown in and the third. Right, maybe. right. But I say because more. because that's, like because yeah. we've seen we've seen so many. We've seen, I mean, how many? How many how many quarterbacks that we've seen people move up to get and with their pain like two first rounds and two second rounds? I mean, so yeah, they just could could make a killing with that pick. You know what would be great? <laughs> the perfect scenario would be one if not I right, yeah. To me, the perfect scenario would be to trade for Watson, give him say three first round picks, or maybe even four, but keep that number two pick. Because if you keep that number two pick. It's so valuable that let's say if we do, if we end up with Watson and we keep the number two pick or we stay with Sam and we keep that number two pick and Sam is say the quarterback answer, they think that they could figure him out and fix him. Then that number two pick, it's, it's going to become more than just the number two pick. Then it becomes like you just said, it could become two first rounders, two first rounders and a second and a third. So I think that's why, in a way, you know, like, yeah, I would love to get Watson, but if we don't get Watson, we're still in great shape. You know, we yep. still got that number two pick that it opens up so many options for us because if we do want to move on from Sam, then we got our choices of those two top quarterbacks, or if they want to trade down a little bit and maybe if one of them falls, which I doubt, but if they don't fall, then you got that kid, Trey, Trey Lance, Who's also another? That's you know, another one. Yeah, right. Who could be great? He could be a bust too. That's what kind yep. of talent he is. But you know, or you go further down, and then maybe Mac Jones or even Kyle Trask mm-hmm. in the second round. You know, right, then we're say, really yeah. getting crazy. But still, yeah. there's so many options, and I think that's why, you know, for us Jet fans, we're so excited because now, like, we have options. It's not like uh, a couple of years ago we had to trade up and go for Sam Donald. You know, we had to do that because. We had no choice. That was our only choice. 
you know, now we have choices. Now, you know, if Joe Douglas decides, you know what, giving up four first round picks or three first round picks plus a player, that might be a little too much for us right now, because if we get Watson, are we going to be that much better? That is, it's going to be worth it to give up all of those picks. Or he might say, you know what, it's worth it to go for this kid. You know, he's, he's too good to, you know, not go for, or, you know, or you stick with Sam and you use that second pick and you turn it into a bunch of picks and you could really load up or the second pick, you take your shot with Wilson or fields and say, you know, let's start over. So I, I love it. You know, I, I can't wait till these next few weeks work out, you know, if, if the Watson deal gets moved or whatever, and free agency starts and we see all our moves we're going to make. And then, you know, by the time the draft comes, we'll know what we're doing. I think, <laughs> I hope <laughs> so. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah um, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, last but not least, but back to the original question, uh, I, to be honest with y'all, I think I think I think Odell Beckham is going to get traded. Could be, You're but right. it's but it's that but it's but it's but it's not going to be as high as what it was before. Like when no. the Giants trade 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 no. to the Browns, they got the first no. rounders and all. No, it's not going to be that. It's going to be and, one of those uh, mid mid picks to see what he does to see if and he can da- get and that Devin, And Devin, yeah, and and I'm, I apologize for for. Um, straying away from your question but um but i think i think the reason why i strayed away from the question is because i really don't know and there's so much going on in 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 nfl circles um right now if you think if you just think of the positioning of all these teams and not only that the need just the teams with need like chris said with the colts you know and carolina and and there's so many teams that are and and even teams that you think that have quarterbacks that 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 they, they have in house that they're not happy with, you know that is again the reason why I think the number two pick is such is 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 too heavy right now because a lot of people want it, a lot of people would like nothing more than to take that Jets pick away from the Jets because they need yeah. they need it. Well, here's right. a couple, here's a couple of names real fast. If you look at the cap, right, right now, and we spoke about it a few times already, the Saints, right, are $104 million right now over the cap. So obviously they got to make a few moves, I would say. So (laughs) they have three guys right now that have no dead cap hit at all if they're moved, okay? Quan Alexander, outside linebacker, a position of need for us. Their right tackle, Ryan uh, Ramzik. Ramchek, yeah. Ramchek. He's also he'll he's got no dead cap, and also the corner Marshawn Lattimore no dead cap. Yeah, they could move for nothing, you know, for a draft pick. I'm saying or for anything, but they could save over thirty million dollars by moving those guys. Not that they will, but those are guys that could be moved easily, you know, without taking a loss, you know, a, a, taking a hit, I should say, with the dead cap and save a lot of money for their side. So. I'm sure that's a team that a lot of teams are calling saying, Hey, what about, you know, are those guys available? So we're going to see a lot of guys moved. I think it's not just quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and also uh, the saints just hired the defensive coordinator from the uh, Cowboys, Chris Richard. So I guess it's all up to him too, I guess. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely see. Um, Chris, real quick. Then you said the Texans are hire somebody. I didn't get the, to read my notes, um, didn't get to read my notes too much. You said Tully or something like that. Oh, for head coach, yeah, yes, David Tully from the Ravens, yeah, yeah, from the Ravens, former wide receiver, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I know, I know it was for Watson, but uh, what <laughs> I guess what can we expect? <laughs> yeah, he's he's had he's had a storied career actually, like, he's had a long football coaching career i think he's been coaching for like 30 plus years and it's kind of crazy that somebody that goes around that has a resume like that can't sniff can't sniff a a a a, a, um, a head coaching um um even a head coaching interview until this year and uh with the um with the texans doing it and it just feels like it's one of those token hires where you're just hiring a guy just because i you know 
because he'd never he'd never even come up in any conversation about coaching head coaching jobs before and all of a sudden um he came up now um and it feels almost like they did it just so they could uh um pacify watson in some ways and i could be wrong because again like i said his 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 uh his resume is pretty substantial but at the same time uh with a substantial re- uh resume like that you would think you know somebody would have been take a you know take a, a gander at this dude for a minute yeah i mean he's been around a while so like you said i think it was just to kind of placate uh watson but yeah i don't think that was the right thing to do uh i i thought to be honest and i think we we talked about it too was it seemed like they were waiting for uh the enemy to become available after the super bowl because they were waiting so long and but I guess they didn't want to wait that long. I mean, they were the last head coach, the last team to look for a head coach anyway. So it, it, I don't know. It makes no sense for them. This, I, the only thing I, I was thinking of was, you know what? They know they're going to be bad for the next couple of years, especially if, if they move on from Watson, they're going to be rebuilding for two or three years. Maybe they're just like, let's just hire someone to get us through this time. And then, then when we're ready to make that move to, you know, to take a step up and be the better team, maybe then they're going to bring in, you know, a more, uh, a better head coach or maybe a younger, you know, coordinator, like a lot of these teams are going for now. I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't understand I, this one. I hope, I hope, yeah. I will hope to God that's not what they're thinking because then yeah, everything no. <laughs> that's going on right now would again point to how ridiculous of a, of an organization they are. Cause you can't, um, you can't coach like that because uh, you can't hire coaches to weather the storm of your of your bad coming up, uh, upcoming season. <laughs> right. You yeah. know what? <laughs> That's not a move you should be making because these things carry these things carry weight. Um, uh, you don't want if he's a bad head coach and he teaches bad stuff. Um, it'll take a while to get that bad stuff out of the room after he leaves. Uh, you want to clean up after him? Really? That's what you want to do? I don't care how good the next head coach is. The fact that he's going to be spending time cleaning up after a bad head coach, uh, that takes away from his greatness, in my opinion. So there you go. It's Cully, not yeah. Tully. My, my mistake. Cully, right. Yeah. Cully. Yeah, it's Cully. David Cully. <laughs> but he's yeah. been around a while. I mean, he's had he's been coaching you know, for – since 1978, he's been coaching. Yeah, so he's, he's been, been coaching around. for a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's and a long been, damn time. Yeah. I mean, just recently, obviously, he's with the Ravens, assistant head coach, wide receiver coach, and passing game coordinator. So, but he's been around forever. He's been college pros. So he's been a, a little bit of everything. So, you know what? And in his uh, the press conference, when they were introducing him, he seems like, you know, he seemed like a good, a good guy, a good man, knows what he's talking about. And they, the first thing they said before they introduced him was, we are not trading Deshaun Watson. So right. that, probably, that probably means they're trading him, but that's what they had to say. Well, I know basketball and football don't really uh, come together in any way, other than the fact that they're sports. But um, I remember in the beginning of the, foot, of the basketball season, the Houston Rockets were like, in no way are we trading. Uh, what's his name? The guy with the James beard. Harden. James Harden. Right. And we and and I and I, and were they how many how many believers of that were they? I mean anybody? <laughs> I don't even follow basketball like that. But when they said it, I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, and our guy, right? Jamal, we want Jamal Adams to be a Jet for life. How many times mm-hmm. did we hear that? Right uh, before he was traded. There you <laughs> yeah. go. So yeah. And it wasn't for loose change neither. So that's what made it even better. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, what else was gonna say? Oh, uh, let's let's get into our Super Bowl. Uh the big game. Oh my goodness. Uh Brady going for a seventh ring versus Mahomes, the future, the future star. Uh and quick quick preview, Sean, uh what you can expect from both teams in your prediction. I think I think I want to start with uh, with Mr. Todd Bowles and the and the Bucks defense. Um, 
I think I think we always knew that Todd Bowles was a great defensive mind. I think what he's done with the Bucks defense to me is a testament to the kind of coach he is. And I don't think people talk enough about how great of a job he's done with that team. With uh, DB Room, I think the oldest guy is, is a backup. I think he's 28. But the starters, I think the I think their ages averaged out to like about 23 and a half years old. It was ridiculous for you to have that many young guys playing DB in the NFL. And it kind of shows up sometimes with mistakes they make here and there. But against the the Packers, they, he, I mean, the game plan, the the the, the ridiculous, um, um, just, it's almost like they knew or they had a contingency plan for almost everything the Packers had done. Um, um, plays that I, that I saw that they, that the, 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 the Packers ran against the Rams the week before and they tried on the, on the Bucks and the Bucks had like multiple answers for, um, that, that, that was just awesome to watch. That was quite a job that I, by, uh, Todd Bowles, but, but, uh, two of my favorite, I mean, my favorite duo in the NFL is, uh, Levante David and, 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 and what's his name? The quarterback, uh, Devin White, that's his name. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, and the linebacker, these guys, these guys, are two of my favorite linebackers in the NFL, the fact that they're playing together is kind of crazy. They could do everything, um, coverage. They could they do it at the elite level, blitz at the elite level, um, run stop at an elite level. And um, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and Jack Barrett uh, are causing people problems. Um, um, Sue on the interior, Vita Vea, um, they just they just have so much talent everywhere. But it to me, what brings it together the best. Is uh, is the fact that Todd Bowles is their coach, and he? It's almost like sometimes he has that magic eight ball, you know, and he just sees it happening before it happens because some of those play calls are just ridiculous, and adjustments that he in-game adjustments that he makes are just ridiculous. Um, I know um, we, we, you know, we don't have to talk a, a lot about the fact that um, that what the offense is. Um, I definitely doubted that offense get into where they are now. I thought, I thought that they would get on their stride. It would be late later than they did get on their stride. Um, but um, I'm, I'm, I like the marriage. What is, what it's become actually um, over. There's a, a good mixture of what the head coach likes to do and what uh, Tom likes to do. And, and that's kind of showing up and kind of uh, um, making things more, a little bit more precise which is what Tom Brady is. The reason why he's the GOAT and one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it is the fact that he is ridiculous. It's almost like a knife going through butter sometimes. His understanding of defenses and how to attack it. Couple that with the aggressive nature of his head coach. And then you have like like a ridiculous, something you don't want to face. And if it wasn't for the presence of the, the Chiefs, um, the Chiefs offense, that offense would be the best offense in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, so uh, fast uh, talking about Patrick Mahomes and that offense, we know what they bring. Uh, we know the, the dynamics um, the Cheetah the, uh, brings and, and the tight end, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, unstoppable tight end, breaking records um, um, at an age that, that you can't be talking about that guy as one of the best tight ends in the NFL ever when he still has many years in his life to go to play football. Um, it's kind of incredible to watch. And again, talking about Todd Bowles and his adjustments on defense and what he could do to a guy that again, in game adjustment and adjusting to what defenses do and how they attack them. I mean, it's just, it's just a next level. I mean, a level on top of another level of coaching, that both that uh, um, Andy Reid does on offense and what Todd Bowles does on defense. And this is why this matchup is going to be one of the best football games, if everything plays out, that we've seen in a while. And it's probably going to come down to whoever has the football last, <laughs> in my opinion. That's the quarterback that's going to win that game. Uh, I can't wait to watch it.
Yeah, it should be a good one. Like you said it perfectly too. And I, I think offensively, they're pretty close. You know, I think, you know, one and two basically in the league, if you want to say it that way. Uh, defensively, I would give, you know, Tampa Bay's definitely got the edge on, on defense. Not definitely, but they, I think they have a, a, an edge defensively. Um, and they could come at the quarterback. You, you see how many times they got, they got to Rogers, I think four times or five times, uh, last week. Um, but, um, to me, like the wild card in this whole thing, cause I was, I've been thinking about it all week, uh, last week. And now this week I've been thinking about it and I've been going back and forth. The one guy who is kind of like, I don't want to say a wild card, but he might be the, the difference maker in this whole game is the chiefs defensive coordinator Spagnola because yep. he was the giants DC when they beat the Patriots those two times in the Super Bowl. So if anybody knows how to beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, it's this guy. Yep. So I don't know if he's got the same, uh, you know, defense behind him, but no, yeah, kind of, but not yeah. all the same. Right. He they can't can... call. He, yeah. He can't call that NASCAR package because he does not have the same four down lineman that he used to have where he used to run wide nine outside like they used to do for the giants. But, but, Overall, that defense is kind of the same uh, prince, kind of the same principles, basically. But yeah, of like course, the over the years, yeah, over the years they've tweaked it a little bit here and there. Yeah, they're, they're like a bend but don't break type of defense. They'll give up yardage, but they just don't give up the touchdown. So that was the one guy who I thought might be the the difference maker in this whole game because otherwise it's pretty even. I mean, like you said, it's going to be, to me, a great game. I can't see a, a blowout either way. I think it's going to be a tight game. It might be a little high scoring, but, um, yeah, it should be a good one, man. You got, like you get, you got two good head coaches obviously going at it. Andy Reid, I would say, has the advantage. He's won the Super Bowl already. He's been to a couple. You know, um, Arians is – he was with the – was he with the Chiefs? No. I mean, the – when he was with Arizona, he didn't make it to the Super Bowl. That was that was the other guy, right? They made it to the Super Bowl. I thought it was Bruce. I thought it was Arians that made it. That played against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it wasn't it him. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I would. I was yeah, thinking it was, uh... Oh man, I gotta check. All right, let's. Uh... <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah, no. I think it's. I think it's best uh, we because I, I that was a good question though, Chris. Uh, I, thought, uh, I thought I thought it was uh, oh, it was Wisenhunt. It was Wisenhunt. Yeah, Arian yeah. was yeah. until yeah. So this is his first Super Bowl. Yeah. Man. Oh, it is okay. He went there to 2013 in Arizona. Okay, there but, you go. But you know what? Yeah. So head coaching does have, you know, so you definitely got to give Reed the, the advantage there. Um, I think, uh, you know, both teams could run the ball if they have to. Both teams obviously could throw the ball. Defensively, they can both get to the quarterback. I just think Tampa Bay's got that slight edge on defense. Now, is that going to – because Mahomes could beat anybody. So he's, a, he's, he's just amazing. So um, – but uh, that, that's what I was – and I've been back and forth, and I'm still kind of on the fence about who I like. So I would let you guys pick first because <laughs> I'm, I'm – I, I really – oh, man, I don't know. It's going to be a great game. I got it. I got it. Uh, by the way, um, um, Arians does have two Super Bowls by because he was with the Steelers. Yes, right. He won two Super Bowls with the Steelers. Um, right? Yeah, when he was an assistant there. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta go with this, the the Chiefs, man. I and I'm only going with the Chiefs because until it's done, I don't think it's it could be done. Stopping that ridiculous offense, and um, and I I'm as much I have a, as much as I have a lot of respect for Todd Bowles. The last time he tried to stop Tyreek Hill in one quarter, Tyreek Hill had what like almost 200 yards receiving yeah. or whatever the <laughs> hell it was. So, uh, man. Whatever your superpower is, adjusting, 
you better bring that and then some because that's the only way you're going to have a shot at beating that team. So if you do it, man, I'll be I'll be the first to stand and, and give you a round of applause. But I don't see it happening, man. I'm, I'm with the Chiefs. And you know what? They they did stop them in the second half. They only gave up seven points in the second half in that first meeting about two months. That's all one of the things that always I always stay away from when teams don't score a lot of points after they're up by like 28 points. There is no way that you're calling the same plays that you would have called if the score was 14-10 when the score is 28-3. There is absolutely no way that you're making the same play calls. So I, I would like, I, I refrain from saying those things until, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll see, man, but I'm, I'm with the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs until they can stop that that ridiculous duo of Hill and Kelsey. Um, I don't know if Sammy Watkins is playing. If Sammy Watkins is playing, but Lord Jesus. Uh, yeah, I think he is. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look, this, this, see, then that, that makes it more ridiculous because mm-hmm. <laughs> you got Watkins, you got Watkins, and then you got uh, Hardman, uh, Hardman, and then you got, you, you just got, you just got weapons all over it. And, you know, I'm not giving the Bucks, I'm not shout, shouting the Bucks, bop, 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 none, none of that. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying the Bucks have Evans and Nate, and they got Godwin, which I really like, and um, they got Brown and, Gronk, and they got they they are their guys, but when it comes to who has the more offensive weapons, it's, it's got to be KC, man. So unless unless the Bulls defense finds a way to stop Mahomes, I I just see Mahomes still being on fire. <laughs> you know, you it's know, like, you it's know, like you have to play him for sixty minutes, and that's the same for yep. Brady. So it will be a very <laughs> close game. It will be a very close game, but it's going to be a high scoring game. This is this yeah. is gonna be a very high scoring so. game. I, I wanted to make one last point before you guys moved on. Um, I think one of the uh, t- topics that we should have t- touched on is the fact that the um, the Chiefs are missing almost all their best offensive linemen. Right, and this if and if right and if and if if there is a chance for the Bucks to beat that team, is the fact is now. This is this is the their most perfect chance to beat that team because they literally are going up against the worst part offensive line that Mahomes has ever stood behind. If you can't beat that guy right now with right. some part talent with off, at offensive line, you ain't beating them again. <laughs> That's why, you know what? I, I I'm going to, you know what? You guys got Kansas city. So I, you know what? I'll, I'll take Tampa Bay just to make it different for us. Oh, but wow. I was leaning towards Tampa Bay anyway, coming into today. So, yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah, I, I I'm think not they'll put Mahomes in the shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll put Mahomes in the shotgun. If if they really dealing with backups and, and it's really not good for Mahomes, I think they're going to have him in the shotgun so he won't get too, you know what I'm saying, like too, too hurt or like he'll be able to throw the ball, you know, one, two, three snap, you know. So it's all up to Just that Bucks defense. Yeah, and you know what, too, if that happens, like you said, if, if they do kind of – playing more in the shotgun and that that might minimize their their running attack a little bit too so that you know that's a little bit to think about but to me i i think you could pick either team right now and and feel confident or not confident either way you know i mean it's it's that close and you know what i I love seeing a super bowl like that that's really this that's going to be this close it should be a great game it's it's basically the, the old greatest of all time or the currently greatest of all time against the kid that might become the greatest of all time when it's all said and done. So, um, it's really true. Anyone, man. yeah, def- definitely Never is. Forward to it. <laughs> you know what, real quick, let's, mm-hmm. let's give, let's give the league and the players a little shout out that, you know what, before the season started and even early on, were we like really confident we were going to see a Super Bowl at the end of this year, you know, and, I think it's amazing that we got through a whole season, no games canceled, uh, some were postponed a little bit, but not, you know, never canceled. And we're, we're playing a Super Bowl, and they got what twenty five thousand fans. So, I think that's pretty. Uh, I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was. A, it, it was the season was a success, man. However you look at it, in mm-hmm. in the midst of everything that was going on, 
the fact that they were able to pull this off uh, mostly without a hitch. I mean, there were a couple questionable uh, moves, um, things that happened, teams playing with uh, quarterbacks that never played quarterback in the NFL and all that other stuff. But they did it. Football games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, whatever they had to do, they did it, man. And I'm pretty excited. And that there was no setbacks, it. right? There was no yep. setbacks at all. Yeah. At the end of it, there was just like a regular season. So yeah, shout out to the shout out to the league for that. Um, I know I know a lot of people don't like Roger Goodell, but shout out to him and shout out to the NFLPA for getting this done because we definitely need it. In the time like this, we definitely need it. So yeah, yeah, we definitely need it. So that was that was a blessing to us. Um, I do want to make one quick announcement before we leave out. Uh, Chris, Chris has been um, asking myself and Charmin for it for it for a while. So after the Super Bowl next week, we'll be starting to do not one but two episodes. We will do a second one, and we would be doing it with our great friend Kyle. We'll be doing more than likely uh, not just the drafts, but we'll be getting more into positions and talking, basically getting a little bit deeper than what we want to do. So we don't know the set days yet. So, but be on the lookout. Um, uh, Chris really wanted to do this, and I think it is time. Um, you know, not just not just for y'all, but for ourselves, and you know, and, and just to see what happens. So, yeah. So just be ready for that. Uh, that's it for the podcast. Um, please make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. And until next time, we're taking flight. Take flight. Take flight.